Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. What's up, Internet? You're listening to another episode of Fan Bro Show, the voice of the urban geek, where we talk geek culture from the perspective of people of color. And it's your boy, DJ Benamine, a.k.a. Wakanda's favorite DJ, the anti-trife equation, Bobby Filet, the Spices Life, the Beverly Drillbilly, Hollywood, I mean, keep that same energon, hashtag from future Herald of Galactus, the counter crown Wakanda. You know, I could go on and on, but I'm going to introduce my co-host for tonight. All right, all right. It's the phenomenal Jeff J. Styles, a.k.a. We're going all the way. Miles Morassets, do-rags to riches. Victor Von Swoon, <laughs> Earth, Wind, and Firestorm. Bagger Vance Astro, Oedipix Averex. It's all about the Benjamin Sisko. The shape of quarter water back again another week. Wally Westside, Bond. <laughs> Bond. I'm giving it to you, bro. We I keep, see. I it going. see. It's going to be got, a battle got, up in here now, got, you know? We, we got, got Bond, James <laughs> Cinnabon, Millie Rockefeller Center, <laughs> Gohan Solo, the Haitian Super Saiyan, Will Smith's burner IG account. And if I send you to the corner store with $5, you better bring me back change I could believe in. What's up? Wow. All righty, then. Okay. You know, I wanted to keep extending our AKAs, and now we have Jeff J in here who is taking it to another level and bringing the heat week after week. Like I said before, this is Fan Bro Show for all nerds. Don't forget it. Don't get it twisted. Get it right. Make sure you subscribe to iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, all that good stuff. Hit us up on YouTube, on Twitch, if you want that video action. We are everywhere for all nerds. Let me say it again. And, boy, it is a big week in the geek community. The new Infinity War trailer dropped. Whew, Lord. The Infinity Fade. It's being, it's being laid down in the trailer. If you are following us on Twitter, which you should be, at Fanbro's show, you will have seen the Infinity Fade poll, where we are taking the poll to see who is going to catch that Infinity Fade. But first, let, let, let's talk about this trailer. Jeff, what did you think? I liked it. I liked it. It got me... The one thing I always say with these trailers, man, if it doesn't get you excited to see the movie, then they're doing it wrong. And, and it did. You got to see a lot more. And one thing I like about these trailers is it's always telling a story. And it's, mm. it's, it's a hype. It's, it hypes you up. And it gets you... It, it lays the foundation for what you're going to see next. And I think this is probably... Because it is in March. It's probably going to be the final trailer that we see before the movie. Um, I don't know if they're going to release another one, but I'm thinking that might be the final one. And and yeah, man, it's if you're not in the mood, you got to get in the mood. <laughs> you you got to get in the mood because uh, yeah, they, they there there was a lot. 
there was a lot in, in that trailer to like, and, and I'm excited. Ah, man. I mean, I'm more than excited. Are you a fan of um the Hickman run of the Avengers? Oh, yeah. Book? Oh, okay. All right. Well, oh, yeah. then you already know. You, I mean, you already know because this is like, this is so many things. I want to recommend something. I was going to talk about this in the comments I cop, but the Thanos quest, the Thanos quest, if you want to go pick that up, it's a two book series that is how he first got the gems, the stones, the infinity stones, whatever you want to call them in the comic books and it's just one of my favorite series of all time it's just two issues and he just absolutely wrecked shop and there's so much in this trailer from that to seeing you know to actually seeing him on screen kicking ass the moment they really got me though i can't front yo like i couldn't believe how much has gotten me the more i've seen it is the moment when you know he's crushing down on captain america and captain america is resisting and just screaming back at him and, you know, he has this, like, quizzical look on his face for a second where he's like, wow, you know, this human is actually, you know, able to withstand my power. But it's just Captain America. I can't believe how much he's come to me and how much Chris Evans has embodied that character, how well he's done. Just what a job Marvel has done in general over these first 10 years. And then to bring it all together to Infinity War, it just, it's unbelievable to me. Yeah, man, there was a lot of classic imagery in that trailer the part where cap is holding back thanos by the gauntlet i i put it up on, on my social where it really it, it it takes from when thanos fought cap in it in the original infinity gauntlet yep and that was a very quick fade but it was still like <laughs> that was it was very quick but it was it was a dignified fade because like cap is walking up and every i know when we're reading it we're like what the fuck is cap gonna do right yeah. he walks up and he he's he's all America. He's he's Americana. Like we are not gonna back down. We're not gonna do all of this. And Danos is like, oh, I appreciate that, but one, two, three, you're out of here. So yep. it, it was showing that. Um, if you look at the poster, Tony Stark has the Jesus pose. Mm. <laughs> so so you already know where, where they're going with that. And then shout out to my guy Boss Logic, uh, great graphic designer. He made a, a Last Supper picture with all the adventures called the Last Shwarma. Wow, yo, yo I'm gonna I'm send it to you. It, it's amazing, and it just it's it, the hype around it. Just like his his vision is like ridiculous, but the the imagery that we see throughout it, where you see everybody coming together, and my my, <laughs> I'm waiting to see Star Lord and Tony Stark out douche each other. <laughs> mm. And you already know it's coming. There, there's yeah, so many yeah, people yeah. I can't wait to see. Like, joined up, like, Shuri and Tony, you know, just Shuri and Peter Parker. There's just so many different things that I cannot wait to see from this movie. And, you know, the fact that the last uh, third act takes place in Wakanda and that they were collaborating with the director, you know, with Kudler, when they were the Russo brothers were, were collaborating with him when they were making this film to make sure they got all the elements of Wakanda right. So we're going to see another, you know, glimpse of Wakanda it's just everything, man. I, 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 I'm just so hyped. You know, I, I'm speechless right now. It is now the number one selling on Fandango. And I know some people are hurt because, you know, it took Black Panther's spot. But it's like, what did you expect? Like, everyone who saw Black Panther is now, if they weren't a Marvel fan before, now they're Marvel fans. So, of course, they're going to run out and see this. And everyone who was already a Marvel fan has been waiting for this. So, you know, come on. Like, you can't be mad at that. Like Six hours. That's yeah. impressive. And they, mm. they knew what they were doing, man. And and anyone who thinks that Black Panther didn't contribute to that record is 
I don't know what you are, but you're not anything good. <laughs> yeah, you are but, uh, out of your mind. You yeah, are bugging. 100% bugging. But it, it's, dude, we've been waiting for this since Thanos made his appearance, like three, four years ago in the after credits. This has been happening. So this is literally 10 years in the making. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the anticipation is high enough that I would expect it to have broke all the records that it did. And it's just all the character interactions that they have ready to go, like you said. Even the, the end of the trailer where he's like, I'm Peter Parker, I'm Doctor Strange. Oh, we're using, <laughs> we're using the made-up names. <laughs> and I can get, yo, I busted out laughing. It, there's going to be so many asshole moments between these, these characters. I, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. And then the Black Order, you know, Thanos' adopted children that most people, you know, don't know about unless you did read the Hitman run, who are ill in their own right. It, there's so much, man. You know, we're just a little over a month away. But, you know, before we get to that, before we get to any more news, we have to talk about the Infinity Fade poll. Thank you for all the reactions on Twitter, on Instagram, everyone using that hashtag, who's going to catch the Infinity Fade? So far, we've had the Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Avengers franchises. Tony Stark, you know, expectedly took the Iron Man franchise poll. Captain America took the Captain America. Loki, you know, came in first for the Thor franchise. That was surprising Mm. to me. You know, that was surprising. Nebula took the Guardians of the Galaxy, which I, I, I didn't see that one coming. You Nebula. know, I did not. Yeah, Nebula. Wow. Yeah, yeah. wow. And in Avengers Hawkeye, of course, you know, just <laughs> no, no love. I mean, he did just barely beat out Vision, but he did beat out Vision. So Hawkeye took the top spot for that. We've still got more to come. We've got Ant-Man. We've got Doctor Strange. We've got Spider-Man. We've got Black Panther, which I know no one wants to vote in, and it's going to be that that one. I'm I'm not ready for the comments on Twitter. You know, hit us up at Fanbro Show. You already know it's going to be crazy. We might have a runoff for the top five, dead or alive. Who knows how we're going to end it all? Infinity Fade. Use the hashtag. We're going to take a quick break right here, and we'll be right back with more Fanbros. This is Carla Perez. I play Rita Repulsa on the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers back in the 90s. Hey, what's up? This is Samus. This is Nikki Phillips. And this is Stacey Strobel. Yo, this is Carly Hustle. Hey, what's up? This is Jamila from Girl Gone Geek. Hi, my name is Roxanne Gay. Hey, this is the Shameless Maya. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Maya G. Hi, this is Reagan Gomez. Oh, hey, this is your friendly neighborhood superhero, Jean Grey. Hi, this is Lola Ganike. My name is Jamie Broadnax from Black Girl Nerds. Hi, guys, it's Alfred Woodard. And when you're not in a lotus position eating quinoa or, like, rapping to your your bae, you should be listening to fanbos. No, I said fanbos. Okay, hang on. Welcome back, Internets. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fan Bros Show, the voice of the urban geek. And as always, thank you to everyone who sends in their questions every week for this little segment we like to call The Guac 
is extra. That's right, the guac is extra. The geekly asked questions where we answer each and every question that you send in. Hit us on the email contact at fanbros.com or hit us on Twitter at fanbros show or on that Instagram at fanbros show. Any and all questions. Tonight we got some real geek questions, but we answer anything. You know, we've named babies. We've uh, encouraged people to get married. We've solved relationship problems. We've done a lot here on this show, you know. So hit us with your questions. Contact at fanbros.com. And what do we have first tonight, Jeff? All right. So the first question, this uh, username, KNGWZR underscore D. I was trying to pronounce it. <laughs> but I, think, I, think, I it, think it's King Wizard. There you go. Yep, King you Wizard. Yeah, Got to bring you go. on whatever game show it is where you have to guess the, the categories and shit. <laughs> guess the words. You're the Pictionary partner. Yeah, we, Wheel of Fortune, I'm a monster. King Wizard. I see it now. It's like the Matrix. All I see is zeros and ones. There so um, <laughs> have you ever wondered why there are no Omega-level mutants of color? Mm, wow. That, that's an interesting, interesting question. And a very, very uh, comic book related question. The Omega level mutants are like the highest powered level mutants in the Marvel Universe. You know, they're the top dogs of mutants. Uh, some of them are Jean Grey, Franklin Richards, who is uh, Reed Richards and Sue Richards' son. David Haller, who's Professor X's son. Emma Frost, the White Queen. Nathan Summers, a.k.a. Cable. Iceman. Uh, Quentin Quire, uh, a bunch of the other people who are related to Jean Grey, a bunch of psychics. Yeah, um, I always thought, you know, I remember reading comics that, you know, when it started, when they first started classifying them, they always put Cyclops in that level. I, I mean, I never understood why, because all he can do is shoot beams out of his eyes. But I remember when it first started up that that's what, you know, he was an Omega level mutant. Right. I, I you know it's crazy. I, I never heard that. I never heard Cyclops in that yep. category. Okay. But um yeah, I, it was funny. I was I was going to say if they're con- if they're considering even Psylocke being an omega level mutant. I mean, I can see it, but mm-hmm. but then, you know, it's it's partially problematic because she's Asian, but that's not her original body. It's like no. altered carbon. Yeah. So um so yeah, uh, so yeah, there, there are no Omega level mutants of color. I, I think there's some that are close. Storm maybe close, but in terms of an unlimited shoot, oh well, she's not. She's not a mutant. Mm. So I was that? gonna say Spectrum, but she's not a mutant. Mm-mm, no, super. So, but, I mean, way more powerful than anyone else. Monica right. Rambo, you know, Captain Marvel, Spectrum, right. Photon. Yeah. So, so who else could be Bishop? I don't think because it's more so energy redistribution he doesn't generate it on his own mm-hmm. um manifold i mean t- teleporting places is uh is a big thing but i think if he could teleport through space and time like hero from heroes mm-hmm. maybe that would consider him um i'm trying to think who else let me not just relegate it to sunspot who's aging yes i'm surprised he's not or is sunspot um brazilian no, sun, okay, yeah, Sunspot is Sunspot Asian. I mean, it's Brazilian. Is, uh, Sunfire is Sunfire. Asian. It's Japanese. Right, right. right. Yep. So them two, I would, I would, uh, they've just never been 
drawn like that because Iceman is a recent Omega Omega level mutant. Yeah, because he he's basically an element. He's an element, right? And and the the early the early Marvel the X Men comics I think around the nineties. You remember when he had the black belt? Like yep. He had the black X belt, and that was supposed to repress his powers because he couldn't control them. So mm-hmm. there's always been hints that he was an Omega level mutant. But I think Sunspot, Sunfire. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Do you have anybody else like that's a, a mutant person of uh, mutant POC that could 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 uh, contribute? Mad subgenres and shit, mad subgenres. But um, that could be, or or who could come close? Well, I definitely think Storm should be in that category. There's no way because she can control the weather, and that allows so much. You know, that's elements in so many different levels. That's mm-hmm. so many different powers and so much ability that you could do so much with it, you know, if written out and really explored. So I think Storm should definitely be considered an Omega-level mutant easily, with no question. Beyond that, it's funny, and that's one of the things about X-Men, and it's like, I want you to expand on what you were talking about Psylocke earlier, because a lot of people don't understand that storyline, that she was a white British woman that one day basically just got thrown into a vat and came out an Asian woman. A Japanese woman. And it's like, and just because the writer wanted, you know, to have the sexy Japanese stereotype character. Yeah. 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 It's always, I always forget how she got to the body, but I know that ain't hers. Oh, And I always wondered, I was like, why is, why? Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Mojo, the same character who created Longshot and does a lot of weird things to people and gives people powers and different things. He transferred her. Well, not even transferred her. He just changed her to an Asian woman, where she was a Caucasian British woman before that. Speaking of that, Shadow King is a mutant, right? Yes. So then I would say that he's a Omega-level person of color. Easily, yes. Um, Farouk. Apocalypse. Yes, Apocalypse, another one. There we go. Egyptian. He's an Definitely. Egypt, he's an he's, he's, uh, Arabic uh, I bet he has to be some whatever they, the 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 Egyptians were at that time. Yeah. Mix of African, <laughs> mix of mix of African, you know, traditional African people there that, that at least that we know of, like the black Africans and Arab Africans. Whatever side he fell on, he definitely was a person of color. Is a person of color. Oh yeah. Um. So Shadow King, Apocalypse. Now they're all the villains, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's crazy. They're all the villains, but um, but yeah, those two for sure. But there is, there is a lack of Omega level people of color for sure, mm-hmm. and and that's so interesting because it's so funny how X Men and how mutants have always well for a long time represented people of color like we're a de- direct correlation to the civil rights movement, and then there's so few people of color mutants who are especially prominent. You know, Storm rarely gets any love. And then, you know, other characters just don't get, you know, shine or aren't there at all. And that's so interesting because they've always represented us, but they've never been us. Right. And that's the other thing where, you know, they were they were built to have that correlation. But a majority of the characters are white. Mm-hmm. So they're still like, quote unquote, in a minority. But it's but when you see the total representation, you didn't get that. And I think a, a, a lot of it is. We're here now. Mm-hmm. So the people who are are already. So if they create more mutants and can get to that level, because then if they're Omega level, that means they either have to be on your side or a supreme threat. 
So yep. how you bake that into the story is how you is, is however they bake them in. Plus the fact that they've expanded the Inhumans. So now you know you you get the distribution there too with those characters. Someone like Moon Girl may have been a mutant thirty years ago, but now she's an Inhuman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, Daisy, who's Asian, um, Quake. She yep. would have been. She probably would have been a mutant. 20, 30 years ago. Now she's an inhuman. Mm. So it's, 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 you know, it, I do agree. I'd like to see more and, and more, um, hero, <laughs> hero Omega level mutants. Yep. But, um, but yeah, they, that's not a, uh, you're not off base saying that there aren't any. No. And it's also interesting how there's like no psychics really who aren't villains, you know, who aren't Omega level, you know, that high level, uh, Prodigy, he's a black character who he actually he was a mutant who lost his powers. And right. before he lost his powers, he probably was Omega level. Even with the loss of his powers, the abilities that he still retains is probably still makes him a very dangerous character. And he's a good guy. But you realize that there's no psychics who are like, you know, people of color who are really high level because that becomes very dangerous and difficult to write whether or not they're a hero or a villain. Because mm-hmm. why are they not going to, you know, make massive change and just do things, you know, turn into basically a, a Killmonger type character if they were a person of color? That's something. And I don't think Marvel really ever wants to explore that. So they keep all the psychics and the super powerful people white. But you even think about it in this in this instance, right? Think about Marvel and DC. Who are the strongest people of color characters? Mm. When, you, oh. when I sit down and think about it, like someone who is a person of color where everybody would agree is only X amount of people that could beat them in a fight. Monica Rambeau. Ca- uh, yeah, Captain Marvel, Photon, easily is one of the most dangerous. She's always written out of comics because she's mm-hmm. so dangerous. So they always limit her powers or trap right. her in some other dimension or something like that. Right. Vixen could probably be stronger than... Yes. How how she's portrayed. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it, but it's it's crazy that you have to sit down. And then for us, we're thinking black first, because obviously that's what we identify with. But yep. I just sit here and think it's like, yo, you know, Batman is is white. Superman is Kryptonian, white Kryptonian. Yeah. <laughs> He's European Kryptonian. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wonder Woman, she, whatever they are. She, she, she's white uh, Themisarian. Because we've seen mixed mother other races, but she is of the white race from there. Um, even if you think, look in the, um, we we gonna count Martian Manhunter as one of us, like we did with oh. Panthro and, and, and Piccolo from Dragon oh. Ball Z. <laughs> Martian Manhunter is one of us because he he um he took on the shape of a black man when oh. when he came here. You know what I mean? I mean, if that's what he felt like he identified with. Yeah, you know. That's yeah, like the hey, anti-Dolazol. In the racial draft, you know, we can pick up Martian Manhunter. You know, it's no he's problem. The, you know? He's the anti-Dolazol because he actually had some type of struggle where he was from. So it's like, yo, you know, if you identify with us, I, I hear you. But that that's just something that's something really to think about in a grander scale. Like, who mm. are the supremely powerful non-indie comic characters? Icon. Another one who we talked about last week. Icon right, is right, definitely. right. Yep. Blue uh, Marvel, maybe? Blue Marvel. Blue Marvel, definitely from Marvel. Right. Uh, the Ultimates, a lot of the Ultimates, the latest front of the Ultimates, a lot of them, you know, are people of color who are some of the most powerful characters in the Marvel Universe. Right. So that was really great to see. A lot of, you know, people, of various people of color of all cultures 
all who are all super powerful and all together. So that was something. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, that's so question, uh, that's another one. Um, not Miss Marvel, but uh, Miss America. Miss America. Chavez. Oh, Amer- America Miss, Chavez. Yeah. Yes, another one of the most powerful people in the Marvel universe. Yep. Yes, definitely. All right, that is a great question, and also up tonight from Boom Bap Dad, we have if BET Black Entertainment Television was to make a TV show based on a current comic book character, what would it be? Who would you want to star in it? Wow. Yeah, that that pause was intentional, folks. Um, <laughs> I mean, no, no disrespect, Boom Bad Dad. First of all, I love the name, but that's such an interesting question because it's like, hmm, like if B E T, like I mean, we got Black Lightning, which is killing it on network TV right now. We got, um, you know, Luke Cage on Netflix. We got Black Panther, and you know, in theaters, five weeks at number one. Yep. I don't know, like, what would BET do in this day and age that other networks aren't doing? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I throw it out there. Maybe they, they do. Oh, I, I'm figuring it would be a black character, right? Because it just says a current comic book character. Yeah. Doesn't he doesn't really specify? But if it was it shit, if it was BET, it, Static Shock, live action Static Shock. Mm. You know, get, uh, uh, mm. someone told me that the, the reason why we have Black Lightning on TV right now is because the milestone rights are so tied up right now amongst various parties that you can't get a static shock on TV. And I feel that because mm. I think that's true because there's no way they would have gone with Black Lightning over having a teenage superhero, you know, who's black and everyone can relate to on, on the CW. It would have been a monster. Even yeah. bigger no, than Black yeah, oh Lightning. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for CW, it would have ate. Eight. But, um, you know. Jeez. You know, not to say like I'm 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 actually glad that we did get Black Lightning. Yes, it's been doing well, and and which which just goes to show all these characters that you have that you could build something off of, and all they need is the opportunity and a good cast and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But yes. um, so so shit, yeah. Like it, if if rights weren't an issue, I would say if rights aside, they would do Static Shock. Mm-hmm. I would. Okay. You know, for BET, uh-huh. like. But then you know it's I'm I'm just I'm just thinking like would it be a growner more grown hero would it be Static Shock that that's a tough ass question I, as far as who stars in it man your guess is as good as mine I get one of them homeboys from Freeform that's on Grownish fuck it <laughs> one of the oh what are yeah. the, what are the, maybe the dude who plays Luca. The dude, he's a little tall. Oh, he's the dude who plays tall, Luca. Not the woke dude. Not the woke yo, dude. Yo, dude who plays dude Luca. Plays Luca. <laughs> yo, Make him yeah. static shock, yo. He got he the be, hair already. He'd be such an asshole static shock. Right, be right. He'd be, the else, he'd be the injustice static shock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He would definitely be the injustice size shot. Yeah. Oh man, that's a good one. Um, I was thinking like, who could Medea play? Like, what you know, superhero could Medea be? Because that's the only thing that I could see BET putting together. No be shots. Gra- be Grandmama if Larry Johnson had a superhero show. Be Grandmama. Oh, and be oh God. Tyler Perry's Grandmama. Yeah, there we go. Who could Tyler Perry play? Reasonably is and th- and that's what superhero show BET would be. 
That's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, that is the question. Who could Tyler Perry play? Or or uh, somebody... Um, well, Oh, but my man, he's already on The Gifted. My man who played... Um, Oh, damn. I'm blanking on his name. Colby. Colby. Um, oh, I'm blanking Colby on his Smulder, name. Smulders? No, that's a white no, person. No, no. Yeah. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to get it to you right now. Colby Bell. Okay. Dude who played um Jason on, on um the game. He was yep, the, ball, yep. the ball-headed dude. <laughs> I'm like, what are them people from the game? Um, <laughs> girl, girl Melanie as... <laughs> Darren, wow. Darren oh. Davis. It'd be somebody from that uh from Survivor's Remorse. That's who would yeah. be starring. <laughs> oh shit. Jesse T. Usher. Word. <laughs> Jesse T. Usher or Ron Rico Lee to yes. play as somebody. Shit, that cast needs another show to get yeah, together. Man. They, they saved the whole great. cast. And put like that, in the I, I will go to I will die on that hill. That show. That show should have got a lot more burn than it did. And that cast was like, it felt like a family. Like, mm-hmm. they put, fuck it, give them a show and make it a superhero show. Make it, bring Survivors more back and give them powers. <laughs> <laughs> give it a better name. I, right. I will die on that hill. That that show died because of the worst name or top five like worst name? names ever for a show. You didn't like the name? No, because it was like, so I, I get what they're saying. Survivors remorse. That's what ball players who move out of the hood have. But mm-hmm. that doesn't, you know, it's not like Entourage. Boom, you know, it's like, okay, uh, we get you. it. You it's know, not it's, catchy. Yeah, it doesn't tell you what the show is really about. Because while he had Survivor's Remorse, it was about, like, you know, the life of a ball player. And it was a really well done, you know, show about the life of a ball player. And so that's what I mean. They needed a name that caught people where it's like, oh, okay, that's what it's about. Let me watch this. Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel you on that. I feel you. Yep. It's kind of like with Fan Bros show. It's like, you know, people are like, what? Fan Bros? Oh, that must be some white boy shit. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's When they don't it, know, right? Yeah, when they don't know, you know. But that's why we tell them we're for all nerds. You know, we're for everybody here at Fan Bros show. And if you have any questions for us, you know, if you want to be on the guac segment, the geek when they ask questions, hit us up. Contact at fanbros.com or hit us on Twitter at fanbroshow. Instagram at Fan Bros Show, everywhere at Fan Bros Show. And we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to wrap up this episode. Hey, this is Yutide Badaki. I play Bill Quiz on American Gods. And when I am not swallowing up people whole, I am listening to Fan Bros. Hi, this is Marjorie Liu. And when I'm not bitching about X mocking the movie, I'm listening to Fan Bros. <laughs> This is Cree Summer, and when I'm not voicing your favorite childhood cartoons or smoking a lot of weed, I'm listening to the Fan Bro Show. Actually, sometimes I do that at the same time. Oh, hey, this is your friendly neighborhood superhero, Gene Gray, and um, I'm I'm currently on a date with Deadpool, but I just left him downstairs to come up here and just uh, say, you know, guys, just just listen to the show. It's Fan Bros. Why would you not? Hold on. I'm coming, honey. Okay. All right. That's Deadpool. Okay. Bye, guys. Hi guys, it's Alfred Woodard, and when you are not just like picking, uh, why don't you listen to Fan Bros? The best people are. Uh, but you know what picking is, it's picking your nose.
And welcome back, internets. Before we go any further, I just got to make a big announcement. A lot of y'all already know about it, but if you don't know, now you're about to know. Universal Fan Con is coming to Baltimore, to the DMV, to the Aurea. April 27th through the 29th, and this joint is going to be so lit. I know it's con season. There's going to be a con every weekend. There's cons everywhere. Con here, con there. But this is Universal Fan Con. It's being put on by all the people you love. Black girl, nerds. I mean, just geeks of color, nerds of color, fan bro show. On and on and on. Basically, it's right there in the name. Universal Fan Con. This is one is for us, by us. You need to be there. Google Universal Fan Con. Make sure you get your tickets right now. Go on Twitter. Look at all the guests. I mean, just on and on and on. I'm going to be out there DJing, doing all kinds of stuff, hosting some panels. It's going to be nuts. Just just stupid. Jeff, I mean, how you feeling? Are you ready? It, it, it sneaks up on you, man. It's like it's already <laughs> mid-March. It's like next month, bro. I'm not I'm I not ready. I'm keeping funky. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Like... Dude, it's yo, it's about to be April. Yeah. After Already. the uh, January felt like a year. Yes. And then now we just got into April. Somebody I saw somebody put post a meme that said something like, yo, January was the longest year of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it because it was like, I was like, damn, January got seven weeks now. But yeah, right. dude, this this is yo, it's coming up. It's coming up quick. Before y'all know it, it's gonna be here. And and it's a lot of interesting things in store. So I'm 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 excited, but I'm definitely not ready. Mm-mm. No, I'm not I'm not ready at all because you know that weekend is also Infinity War, so we're gonna have the Infinity War screening. There's gonna be a memorial service at Universal FanCon for everyone who caught that Infinity Fade. So it's not gonna be you know it's to be a glorious you know moment, but there should be some sad moments there too. A lot of people are gonna walk out of that theater and need Universal FanCon to get themselves hyped back up because you know. That infinity fade is coming, y'all. I'm telling y'all, y'all, y'all ain't ready. Y'all are not ready. It's gonna be ugly. And speaking of not ready, oh my God, this I, I think this is news that people really don't understand. You know how big this is. Ava DuVernay is now going to direct a film based on the New Gods from DC. The New Gods are one of Jack Kirby's, you know, it's Jack Kirby and Stan Lee who are pretty much the creators of modern comic books as we know them. And Jack Kirby is an artist who often doesn't get his credit because his art is pretty much what drove a lot of those stories. And Stan would go in and write dialogue after Jack had drawn the art and a lot of these characters, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So Jack Kirby created the New Gods who are this, you know, huge amount of characters. I mean... So many people. I'm trying to think of somebody that any that the modern, you know, just normal person would know from the New Gods. I mean, there some of them were featured on the Flash and Legends of Tomorrow recently, right? Yeah, I I, I believe. Um, I think Metron. they say yeah, Metron. I think was on was on Supergirl. I want to say no, nah, I'm walling. Um, but uh, if you say Dark Side, I think people know. There who we that. go. Yeah, Th- they would know who that is. Wow, and that's the an, the anti the equation, right? <laughs> I mean, the anti trife equation, you know, that that comes from Darkseid, who is always searching for the anti life equation. And the funny thing is, Thanos is definitely a direct bite off of Darkseid. Like they stole oh. him wholeheartedly, you know, after Darkseid. But Marvel beat DC to the punch, so 
But Darkseid is also a different character still to th than Thanos. So it's to be interesting to see these two like purplish gray dudes both be on screens. And I forgot about that, that Ava's going to have Darkseid. I, I didn't yeah. even think about that. That's The new gods are a very interesting concept, too. And for someone like Ava to play with, that is why I keep talking about how, you know, the effect of Black Panther is so huge. Because I was talking to Joe Illich about this, and he was mentioning how... You know, it's like Ava is now getting to direct the film based on one of Jack Kirby, a white man's biggest creations. So a black woman is about to take the reins of a white man's one of their biggest creations. And that's just crazy that we're living in this world. So shouts out to her. Hopefully this all works out because as we all know, DC, you know, they, I mean, they got some issues, but maybe this is that step in the right direction. And, and she has to stay as director. <laughs> that's the other thing she has to stay so, yes you know I'm, I'm hoping i'm hoping because the new gods are very interesting it's something that can be us like it doesn't have to be tied to the dceu or anything like that mm -mm. It, she no. can just do her thing and do it in their cosmic world and and make it pop this is it's a rich history and she has a lot that she can play with yep a very rich history, very rich characters, very Shakespearean, big family, Game of Thrones, you know, families battling over worlds. It's definitely something that, you know, could spawn multiple films, a whole series. So, you know, let's see what happens. I, I can't wait to see what happens. And, and speaking of waiting, it seems like a lot of people who are fans of Rick and Morty, I'm actually a big fan of Rick and Morty. I kind of like fell off it because I watched too many episodes in a row and I just felt like, <laughs> you know, but that show is absolutely brilliant. There's no denying it, but it might be a minute before we get back to it because Rick and Morty will not return till at least late 2019. Uh, the head, um, Dan Harmon, has just said, yo, you know, it's a stress to write. It's a stress to create. And it just might not happen for a long time. Oh, man. Well, that'll give me time to catch up on it. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watch. Because the thing is, Ricky and Morty are one of those cartoons where it impacts pop culture so much. Mm -hmm. You know the references without watching. You just yep. absorb it through osmosis. Yep. So I, I knew, I had never watched an episode of Ricky and Morty, but I knew who they were. Mm -hmm. I knew it was like time travel and alternate realities and weird science type shit. So knowing the, and meme culture makes you more aware of these things. But they're, and their merchandise sells like crazy. I always knew stuff, but just like Fortnite, I... You got you got to experience it so that you know what people are talking about. And I watched, I think I watched the first three or four episodes in the first season. I was like, oh, okay, I see why people like it. This is funny. This is this is some cool, weird-ass shit. Weird shit. But it's cool. So, um, yeah, man, hold off as long as you can because I, I need to catch up. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a minute, so you've got no rush. And then you're so fun. You're right, because I always say that the most basic, I don't want to say basic, yeah. But, you know, the most basic, yeah, <laughs> costumes or cosplays of Comic-Con over the last few years, the most basic, yeah, cosplays for men are Deadpool. And I think even more basic are the, the two kings are Negan and Morty. Those are the absolute kings of the basic, yeah, cosplay. Because, you yep. know, it takes <laughs> nothing to do them, and every dude do, does them. 
And like like you said, I like Rick and Morty, and it's really funny and really brilliant. But it's one of those shows that's also kind of annoying to me because the main characters just do just horrible things episode after episode. And people tell me they finally do have their comeuppance, but I never got to that point. So mm-hmm. it's sort of like, all right, you know, all right, all right, colonizers, you know, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. And oh, speaking of Fortnite, I've only played about 10 minutes of that game, but this week, Drake Drizzy himself joined at Ninja, the huge, I, I had no idea this dude was that huge on Twitch already, you know, one of the huge superstars of Twitch, and Drake jumped up with him and played some Fortnite with him and broke all the Twitch records. I mean, everything, just destroyed every record they had. Brought in all kind of money for my man Ninja. You know, he just caped up. You know, Drake put that Midas touch on him, and they played some Fortnite. Shut down the internet and shut it down. And this, this is why I implore people: when you want to go to sleep, don't do that. I'm just gonna check my phone and see what's going on before I go to sleep. Yeah, I was, I was ready, man, to hit all of the REM sleep and all of the buzzwords for, <laughs> for, for getting good night's sleep. And then I see Drake is about to hop on Fortnite, and I had to see it for myself. And I, and I, you know what I love about the timeline? This is when the miserable people who apparently don't like anything nice. Oh, you guys are nerds. You're watching Drake. You get a life and blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, he's talking about God's plan on there. He's talking about other stuff. And, and it's just Travis Scott joins Juju Schuster from the from the Steelers, who's becoming his own social media maven himself. He, he's, it, it was just it was fun. It was fun to see the gaming culture. I had said before, I think this will send Twitch to the moon, having somebody like Drake join. And, and a mm-hmm. lot of people without um, critical thinking skills made it seem like I was only talking in terms of gaming. If you think Twitch only wants to be in the game streaming business, I never want to do business with anybody like that because mm. they don't have the forward mind to think, all right, YouTube came out with a gaming thing. Why wouldn't Twitch want people who would want to stream to stream on Twitch instead of stream on YouTube for their channel, for their site. Like this is the type of stuff where there's a bunch of people who don't know what Twitch is still, but everybody knows what YouTube is. Mm -hmm. If my mom knows about it, everybody knows about it. My mom knows about YouTube. All right. My mom don't know no Twitch. So this is something that's just like, you can see a shift in how people use it and, and for interviews and for more casual gameplay and just, Anything in general. So, and and this dude Ninja Man, yo, Ninja Man, that's funny. So reggae, old school reggae artist, but yeah. um, <laughs> Ninja Man. So this dude makes like six hundred k plus a year off yep. of gaming, bro. I listen. If if my young self, if I brought my young self from the past here, I would be a billionaire in gaming. Mm-hmm. My, when I was like in my prime, in my gaming prime as a kid, yeah. what? There was just never an avenue to make money like that mm-hmm. when I was a kid playing video games. So, shh, yo, all in all, I say they shook the internet when they dropped that that stream. Word up. And also, make sure you're following Fanbro Show on Twitch because, like Jeff J said, there's a lot more than just us gaming on there. You're going to see me DJing on there. We're about to bring video live shows to Twitch. 
it's Twitch is one of those platforms that if you're not up on it, you need to be up on it right now. So go follow Fan Bro Show on there, and you know that'll be a little start, little entryway for you, so you can learn a little bit more about it. Because as you see, Drake's up on there. People are talking about DJ Academics has been begging Drake to come on his Twitch channel for years, and Drake just hopped on Ninja's joint. Like it shows you, you know, like this movement. It's in social media. It's in everywhere, and it was crazy, like you said, to see gaming just blown up to such a different level so many people who had no idea what fortnite was now it's just a word everyone knows immediately you say fortnite boom okay i know what you're talking about just because drake was playing it for a second it's so crazy Facts. i remember when i saw t-pain on twitch and it blew my mind you know but this is another level i i that just sounds amazing in itself that T-Pain would be on Twitch. Yo, he was killing it on Overwatch. Like, I'm trying to get him on the show because I had no idea T-Pain is such a big tech and gamer head. Like, he was on there, and he was sitting there talking, and he's just naming all this, like, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, I got this rig at home, and da 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 You know, I'm mad I'm not at home because I'm in this hotel room, and I can't play on my system. You know, I got this, this, and this. And I'm like, oh, you know, T-Pain knows what he's talking about, and he's sitting there rocking Overwatch. Right. Right. Yep. I mean, that's what it is. You know, it's fan bro shows for all nerds. You know, just the era we live in. And like, that's what it's so great to finally see people understanding like the stuff we've been talking about for years on this show is now part of mainstream culture. It's just, you know, incredible. And speaking of mainstream, incredible culture, it's now time for Comic Psychon. And this week in Comics I Copped, I've got a very special Comics I Copped. I want everyone who listens to this, you know, if you ever or if you buy one comic book this month, make sure you pick this one up because this is one of those ones that is super important as well as just super well done. Just one of the best books of the year already. Puerto Rico Strong from Lion Forge, a comics anthology supporting Puerto Rico Disaster Relief and Recovery. Basically, what this is, is Lion Forge Publishing, the same people behind Catalyst Comics, the whole run that, I mean, Catalyst Prime, the whole run of comics that they've been doing recently, the whole universe. This is just an anthology of different stories by different creators. Most of them are one, two pagers. There's some three, four, five pager stories in there. But it's just different stories about Puerto Rico, about Puerto Ricans, about the past, about the present, about the future. It's one of the most beautiful books I've read. There was another book like this last year uh, called Love is Love that was about the Orlando shooting and, you know, all the proceeds went to that. And that book had me in tears several times reading it. Mm. Like I flat out was just crying reading that book. This one I haven't gotten that deep into, but there have been a couple of stories that just hit me in the heart. I mean, just skimming through it, the art is so beautiful, so many different styles of artists, and just such an important and worthy cause, and such an easy way for you to get your money to help people who still need it. Puerto Rico still needs our help. So definitely check this book out, Puerto Rico Strong from Lion Forge. Incredible. Just my favorite comic of the week, one of my favorite comics of the year already. Make sure you check that out. Sounds dope, man. I'm definitely going to cop that for yep. sure. And keeping it on on Lions Forge, just in general, if you're not reading any of those books, I would suggest you check them out. I've given them there. There's at least eight titles I yep. think they've come out with so far, mm-hmm. and um, so I, I like superb David Walker's on that. 
Yes. Um, superb with the kids that are getting their powers. And it's like, when we, for some of us who grew up with metal detectors in high school, they have meta meta detectors yeah, in their schools yep. and you know it's 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 so it's so ill and um the the flagship title is noble yes that one that's like the flagship the first character that came out and um yeah i i really those are those are the two that i really enjoy from the series they all i feel like they'll all have a good fan base but for me those two books have been the ones that I've been keeping up on that I really enjoy. Excel is is is, is that's their speedster. He, mm-hmm. he his book is type trippy too. So those, those yes. are all good ones. Yeah, Excel I love because and I told Joe Illich, Joe Illich, we were talking about him before. He's one of the editors over at Lion Forge, one of the big dogs over there. And you know he's responsible for a lot of these comics. And when I got the first issue of Excel, I was like, Yo, be nah. Nah, B, this 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 shit wet, B. You know, I told him straight <laughs> up and down, and he was like, "Yo, just wait, wait for the second and third issue." And I did, and it just turned from this comic about like another Flash type character, a guy who can run fast, to a really trippy version of a guy who could run fast. And I was like, "Oh, okay, I'm effing with this." And I haven't got to read it yet, but K O E is a K dot O dot E is another series from them that he says will probably be my favorite series. So I haven't got to check that out. I also love Noble and Superb. Superb is the one that from them immediately caught me where I was like, yo, this is dope. You know, this is a great story, great characters. I I loved all the characters in it, and that's the one that got me. I think most of them have reached their second trade now, and it's Mm -hmm. a self-contained universe. It's all people of color, you know, all types of different characters. One of the characters in Superb is an autistic child, a kid who's on the spectrum. It's, you know, just a lot of different stories, a lot of different variations of characters and just greatness that you need to check it out. So make sure you're checking out Catalyst from Lion Forge. And like I said, Puerto Rico Strong. Go pick this up. Tell your comic book to order. I mean, your comic book shop to order it. You know, pick it up on Comixology, wherever you want to get it. Make sure you get this book. And anything else from you, Jeff, this week? Um, no, that's it. Uh, I haven't really, I haven't copped anything this week. This was like a light, a light week for me. I still have to read uh, Spectacular. Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man 301 came out. I still got to get up on that. Mm-hmm. Um, Life and March Madness came came at me fast. Shout out to mm. everybody who still has any semblance of a bracket <laughs> left. Because <laughs> at the time of this recording, it's all going down. Like uh. the world is on fire. This is like this is like the if you've ever watched Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, this is how the streets are looking right now. But um, but yeah, no, but they, but this later this month, there's a lot of cool stuff coming out that I'm I'm interested in. A lot of uh, side books, main books. So and Saga is always a good read for me. If anybody reads Saga, I know you do, Ben. Yep. Um, if you do, if you if you have it. That's one that I would suggest you get on because that that is a damn good book. A damn good book. I mean, it's probably one of my top ten of all time. I always tell people if you have never read a comic book and you're not a person who's interested in superheroes at all, then definitely pick up Saga. That's all there is to it. Like if yeah. you've never read a comic book before and you want to check one out and you don't like superheroes or you're not that interested in them, pick up Saga. Brian K. Vaughn, uh, 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 Fiona Staples, just one of the best books you will 
ever read in the story. I mean, from comic, whatever, like just books. It's just such a great story. Such a beautiful, loving, sad, happy, comedy, drama, everything you want to imagine story saga. Make sure you pick that up. And if you're someone who loves superheroes and you've never read a comic book and you don't know, like you don't want to get caught up in all these different things, you just want to read one book, I always say pick up Invincible because that just ended and that's just one series, Invincible, that you need to read. It's just one straight shot and it's just one of the best books you'll ever read. And also, Jeff, yo, mad people were really hyped last week about our destruction of Secret Empire. You know, they were feeling the fire that was brought. You know, it was very respectful fire. So I want to commend you for that. And thank you for, you know, battling me with my opinion of Secret Empire. So thank you for that. And I'm sure we'll have, you know, more. You know, we both agreed on, you know, Jonathan Hitman's Avengers. But I'm sure there's others that will come to disagree on in the future. Yeah, right. No, no it's all about conversation. It's, it's just because I, I knew it's funny. I didn't even think we were going to get there. But I always wanted to ask you about that. But I, I cause I've, I've heard. Um, there, there's good people on many sides of the argument, many sides, <laughs> but, <you> know, <laughs> but I, but I always was interested, but that's what it's about, man. You, you don't have to be a stone cold, um, idiot to, to, uh, to, to want to take a conversation a certain way. You know what I mean? Like we're all, we're all into this stuff. We all have our opinions, but it's good to have those conversations just to get the point across. Cause I know there's probably people who, who, who agree with you, people who agree with me, but you can't deny a good conversation because this is, you know, this is subjective. So, mm-hmm. you know, if I, I'm sure we could be talking about music and we'd be here for a five-hour podcast about certain oh. topics. You know what I mean, I'm saying? I mean, all day, you know me. <laughs> it's no question. Like, I mean, we could even do this. Like, besides Black Panther, what's your favorite Marvel movie? Oh, man. I, I've, I'm, I'm partial to, to Civil War. Not Civil War, I'm sorry. Winter Soldier. Yeah. Winter Soldier. I feel like that's a consensus one. But if you said one where, like, if it's not Civil War and it's not the Black Yeah, what's Panther, one one non-consensus one that you, um, you know? Favorite? Ragnarok. I keep calling it. Is it Ragnarok? Yeah, I keep calling it. The, it's not the Dark World. Ragnarok. The, the Thor yep. that came out. I, I really like that. And I liked Homecoming, too. But I'm like, a, Spider-Man's my favorite comic book character. So, um, you know, I was anticipating it a lot. And I really like where they're taking the the um the series now but mm-hmm. Ragnarok definitely and I, I wasn't even all that on Thor on the Thor series but Ragnarok mm-hmm. got me Do you Ragnarok think that, uh, and Guardians Ragnarok and, and what Guardians oh yeah of course Do you first think Guardians, that uh, Tom one. Holland is the best Spider Man who I I you know what I think I I give you a good hot take if I'm ranking them. Yep. Peter Parker's and Spider-Man combined, yep. it would be Holland, Garfield, then Toby. Ooh. Overall, in my power rankings, it would be the it would be those three. Because I think Andrew Garfield just got caught in fatigue and uh, like he was a good he was a good Spider-Man. Like he was a good Spider-Man. I think he was a good Peter Parker too, but I liked him as Spider-Man, yo. He yeah. might have been like I just liked him and, I, and that's one of my comic movie hot takes that the, the both amazing Spider-Mans should have done better. They did well commercially, but in terms of critically, I think they were way better movies than a lot of people give them credit for. Ooh. Um uh you know what I'm saying, but but as far as Garfield cuz Garfield's a great actor to me. 
and he I think he did his thing. And I think Toby Toby gets the respect for starting it off and whatnot, but compared to them two, nah. He's the third one. I I I think that's a hot take, but I will agree with it to a certain extent. I don't think the Amazing Spider Man films are that well done in general, especially the second one. I think that second one second one plot wise is just such a hot mess mm-hmm. that it's you know, I can't really commend that. But I do think that Garfield was a really good Spider Man and an okayish Peter Parker, but I think he's really good as Spider Man. But I think Tom Holland is just an incredible Spider Man and an amazing Peter Parker. Like I I don't think I find no flaws with him. Like the dude is, you know, he gets the quips when he's wearing the mask and he gets all the vulnerability and the, uh, you know, teenageness of it when he's Peter Parker. So I just think he's crushing it. Like the, even the, in that trailer, like you said, the made up names alone line. Mm-hmm. His face when Star Lord and Tony are arguing is like, <laughs> come on, like Yeah. Oh I man. Mean, Tom Tom Holland is a cheat code to play Spider Man. I mean, he he's been on Broadway. Yeah. He does like gymnastics and all of that. He, he looks the part. He's a phenomenal actor, this young actor, or actor in general. It was like if somebody went from the past, from the future and came and said, he's the one. Just mm-hmm. give it just give it some time, but he's the one. Yeah. Like this like this dude, he's it. Like he like this was a this is gonna be like a um career defining role for him. It's mm-hmm. just it's just one of those. It's like a layup. Like if I'm a, if I was like a career dancer, and it's like, yo, you got to play Savion Glover in a movie. Okay, <laughs> let me make sure my lines are good because this dancing is about to be on fire. You know what I mean? So and yeah, and it's so crazy too because he's so young and he can just have that. Like he's gonna have Infinity War, which there be that you know fire for Spider Man, and then he's gonna be the first movie afterwards. So it's to be like, boom, you're gonna see Spider Man Peter Parker reacting to that, and we're gonna see him grow into this role. And have him face the villains where, you know, we'll grow with him and he'll grow, his character will grow. I mean, it, it's, man, Marvel just hit it with this. And then they have, like, you know, where we have a potential lineup of, like, Black Panther, Spider-Man, Captain Marvel being the new Avengers after this is all said and done. Plus whoever. Well, right, right. That's crazy, yo. I, I was thinking about this other day. I've been meaning to put this tweet out there. And it's so messed up. But it's so real. It's like, Marvel is about to drop a movie with 40 characters, you know, and crush it. 40 heroes alone and crush it. While DC just put out their top five, top six, whatever heroes and, you know, made an okay-ish joint. Yo, if if you would have told me 10 years ago oh, man. that the Black Panther <laughs> would, <laughs> not of just anybody, the Black Panther, Panther would outsell the entire domestic run of the Justice League. Wow! In a week, in three days, <laughs> I would have said you are you are on drugs. Yeah, I would I would have asked you to pass whatever it is you smoking because this must take you to freaking Universe Eleven. Cause dog, what? The Black Panther? The Black Panther? Even if you would have said the Avengers would do it, hell no. The Justice League, hell no. Three days. Three days. I told you, man, it's like a Jay-Z lyric. And I don't care how black I am. It's like, I'm, I'm like, a, a, what was it, do the right thing with, with Alan Payne? I'm black because I'm blickety black and I'm black. I'm black. Like, that's how <laughs> black I am, right? I still would have told you, nope, I'm not putting no money on that. What are you, stupid? The fucking Black Panther over Justice League? 
Three days. No, Three a days. year ago, even. Ten years ago, even, no. And a year ago, I said it. I was like, Black Panther's going to break every record for a Marvel movie. I said that easily, no question. Right. But if you told me that it was going to outsell Justice League in three days, no. Because no. I thought Justice League was going to cake up. I knew Wonder Woman was going to be a pretty good film. And so I figured, okay, they got the goodwill. It's going to cake up. But it was just Justice League was just aight. And that's the thing. Even Infinity War, I do not think that Infinity War is trying to... I think it will probably make more money than Black Panther because yeah. of all the hype. But yeah. I do not think it's going to stay at the top for five weeks straight. That is something that is difficult. Yeah, because there's you know? Han Solo movies coming out. Yeah. They, move, they bumped Deadpool up. They bumped yeah. Deadpool up. Deadpool, they, you know, yep. they ain't stupid. They bumped it up. Um, and then... Uh, Either bumped it up or bumped it down, but it's not going to be around when um, Infinity War hits. But I don't yep. know if it's going to maintain that top spot. But, dude, you don't understand. I would have been in that meeting. I would have been in the board meeting. I was just been saying three days. The whole meeting, people talking about, yo, how can we get the DCU? Three days, dog. <laughs> A fucking <laughs> Black Panther, three days, dog. How? How? In what world, bro? Three days. We failed. It could have been three weeks, and I'd have been like, "Ah, oh, well, you know, you know, it came out, it was supported, it was a good movie, blah blah blah." Three days. Oh, we gotta do something about that. We gotta do Ava, something about Ava. that. I mean, that was it. That was it. That was immediately it. That that's exactly what happened. We gotta do right. something about that. Call yeah. up Ava. Right. Give her whatever she wants. Shit, Let her meantime, run with new gods. In in the meantime, we throwing all this money. We got you about to see Momoa in Refinery Twenty Nine. You about to see Momoa. <laughs> you about to see Momoa everywhere, bro. We we we. Yo, this is like the limit break in Final Fantasy. You got to use your limit break on Momoa, bro. Like we got to get this money, <laughs> bro. It's to be so tight. Like I mean, Aquaman is like coming out of November, and it's like I mean I know it's a long ways away, but. Unless this movie is really spectacular, DC is in a hard hole. Like, you know, they might as well just give it up to Wonder Woman because there's no way that people are going to be interested in anything else they have for a while if they don't pull it together right now. All they have to do is get the right team around the movie and people will get excited. But it's, it's going to be, it's gonna, what's going to happen, I think. Is they're just gonna have they're gonna have a movie like a Wonder Woman that's like good and everybody's like mm -hmm. oh shit then it's gonna they're gonna they're gonna have to start stringing it because the consumer confidence has to be rebuilt yeah because even even like I remember when I gave my my review I told people um, my social media review of Justice League I said listen I went into the movie with certain caveats mm -hmm. and based off of those certain caveats it did its thing doesn't yep. mean that it's not messy it doesn't mean that you know, I'm not playing the comparative game, but it doesn't mean it's the best movie is this and that. If you went in with low expectations and figured certain stuff, like you knew it was, there was certain stuff that they had to do that storyline-wise, reshoot-wise, whatever, and you're just like, all right, I'm not going to judge. I'm going to keep this in mind and watch. You will enjoy yourself. But if you're looking for that movie, this ain't that movie, right? But, but they're going to have to have a string of movies they don't have to be connected. None of that. Just a string of movies that perform well critically and commercially. So where it's like, okay, all right, Warner Brothers, all right, DC, we here now. And I think mm -hmm. the fans want it. I think all the fans want it because if, they're, if they excel, then the movies are just going to get better because no one can get left in the dust. I mean, and it's like the other thing is they've got other people, you know, coming at their heels. So it's like... You know, you think we're oversaturated with comic book movies right now. Wait till Valiant jumps in. You know, we've already seen 
uh, what's his name? Vin Diesel is now going to be playing Bloodshot. And so, boom, it's like Valiant Universe is kicking off. You know, I'm Lion Forge will probably be kicking off very soon. Every one of these comic book worlds, the Millar Universe is kicking off on Netflix. You know, so these things are just, it should keep going. So DC has to get it together because as big as these characters are, Marvel's already proven you don't need a big character to make a huge film and to right. build a universe around. So right. if they can do it and, you know, if Bloodshot turns out to be a great movie, boom, Valiant's are out the gate. And then they bring the rest of their characters around and they've got a dope ass universe with now over 20 years of history to build from. So right. DC, y'all got to get it together. And and I'll and I'll just say real quick, I don't even think there's like a deluge of of comic book movies. Oh no, 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 no. more than there's action movies. No more than we're gonna get fifteen um, this Christmas coming to a theater oh. near you. When when Jane finds the love of her life and has to bring her home to his, her parents, what kind of tragedy will ensue? You know what I mean? It's gonna be yep. all those same holiday movies and whatnot. It's, it, 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 there's no there's no you know. I'm I'm ready. You remember when they had the funeral for the Edward? I want to have a funeral for comic book movie fatigue. I want to mm. have an official funeral. I want to have a homegoing service for that term. Because at mm. this point, it's just if you hate those movies with the with all these movies that drop every year, you just have your slip is showing at this point. You have to yep. keep it real. Like you just don't like it, or you like your movies um, without comic book source material imagine if they said yo i want to see live action othello but with none of that shakespeare shit in it <laughs> what <laughs> what so what othello's gonna be telling haikus and shit it's gonna be like love jones meets othello Th like this is what we're doing I'm, I'm not really into shakespeare like that but live action othello that doesn't really have to be too shakespearean is 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 it that would be fire you know how asinine that sounds? That's the same way these people sound when they don't want source material from comic books in a movie based on the comic book. Mm. But but comic book movie fatigue. There's a fatigue yeah. on comic sense. There's common sense fatigue. <laughs> like, come on, man. We'd be here all day and we talk about that, but, you know. Because yeah, if sense was common, everybody would have it. There you go. There you go. True indeed. True indeed. And also, on that note... It's funny because there's so many, like, now we're just getting to the tip of the iceberg. Like, you had Logan last year, which was completely different than any other Wolverine film, film any other X-Men film. You have Black Panther, which is pretty much different than every other Marvel film. You had uh, just Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, which takes this uh, unknown character. You have Thor, which throws comedy. You had Civil War, which was, like, this action film. But Winter Soldier was the opposite of that. It's this espionage film for most of it. So you have all these different genres that comic book movies can explore. And I've just been reading this uh, really interesting articles or series of articles on the avclub.com. They're entitled A History of Violence. And the author went through every year from like the early 70s and gave the most important action film of that year. And now he's doing one for comic books where he started at Superman, the first Superman with Christopher Reeve, and he's going through every year and doing the most important comic book film. And some of the people were making comments like how comic books have replaced the action film. And I don't even think that's the case. I think that's completely untrue. And shout out to D. Chico Leo because normally he would do his pick of the week. He'll actually be returning to the spaceship very soon. But I have to do a pick of the week for him this week. Because this week I got to peep this film, 
Wolf Warrior 2. It's on Hulu. If anyone, you know, has Hulu, you can go to Hulu right now and watch it. It's a Chinese action film directed by Wu Jing. And he also stars in it. And this is the second Wolf Warrior. But you don't need to watch the first Wolf Warrior to understand this movie. (laughs) Because it's kind of one of those movies that's a throwback to the classic 80s action movie. And it is completely over the top. But the action is so incredible. I did have a problem with the movie. One of my problems is because it's like, it's a movie where it bigs up China, and I'm not mad at that. And it bigs up China at the expense of America and also Africa. And I have a more problem with the way they treat Africa. It's like most films that show Africa where there's a bunch of refugees or there's warlords fighting over land, et cetera, et cetera. It's not Black Panther level. If you're looking for that, don't go watch this movie. But if you're looking for some ill-ass action, I mean, just... This shit blows me away that this dude directed it and starred in it because he does stuff in this movie where he's risking his life clearly, and yet he's still got to direct this film. So, incredible joint, Wolf Warrior 2. If you love joints like Commando, Predator, any great action film, The Raid, anything like that, this stands up right with them. The opening sequence alone, just to watch the first 10 minutes and then get back to me. Wolf Warrior 2 on Hulu right now, great joint. Make sure you check that out. And anything else before we get out of here, Jeff? Nah, man, I think I think that is it. I think you covered it all. Um, oh, real quick, any of your Dragon Ball Super fans, we got one more episode to go in this current run, followed by a movie later this year. But if you've been watching, this has been this has been a hell of a ride. I actually had to binge to catch up to people because I've just been I was just putting it off. I actually was waiting for the English dub. But when I figured out everybody else was watching the subtitles, I was like, yo, I need to I need to keep it authentic and hear my Japanese brothers and sisters in their language and fully immerse it. Can I tell you how crazy how crazy it was with me binge watching? I started instinctively knowing what they were saying. Like I was watching one time and I felt I was I was I was on my laptop and I started to fall asleep and someone gave a command and I woke up. And I looked on the TV, I looked on my laptop, and it was what I thought it was. I was like, oh, I was like, oh man, this must be my mutant ability or whatever starting to come out or whatever. But I was like literally starting to understand the language. And one of my boys back in the day said that too. Like if you watch enough, you start understanding certain words and phrases mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it, it's been phenomenal, man. If it, I actually wish I would have watched the entire series from Z on like that. But it's it's been it it has a big following out here and it's been an incredible ride. So I can't wait for the next episode and then what comes next. Mm-hmm. Well, shout out to the Outlaw Bars Pod. You definitely need to listen to them if you're not. Make sure you subscribe to Fanbro Show and you'll get Outlaw Bar Pod in your subscription box. It's our anime based show. You know, three black women talking anime. You're never going to hear something like that anywhere else. And speaking of them, this week I finally got to peep uh, Princess Monoke. Did I get that right? Monoke? I think it's Where's Princess it? Monoke. From? Uh, yep. The anime film. Just, ah. I mean, it. Uh, you say what? No, no. I was just like, oh, that's what you're talking about. I was trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Butcher of names. So how do you pronounce it, actually? I don't know. Oh, I, there we I go. haven't heard about it until you're talking about it right now. That's why I was asking. All right, well, there you go. So I might be wrong, might be right. But just, you know, if you know what I'm talking about, just an absolutely incredible anime film. Just stunning, beautiful, dope story. I finally got to peep that this week. So don't be mad at me, Outlaw Bars. 
And as always, like I say, make sure you're subscribed to Fanbro Show on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on YouTube, on that Twitch. Get up on that Twitch. Yo, me and Jeff J gonna be on there rocking that outlaw. I mean that that Overwatch. I added you, Jeff. They're about to add Brigitte this week. If you Uh-oh. have any questions for us, you know, any comments, anything like that, hit us contact at fanbros.com and make sure you keep drinking that Yoohoo like it's dirty sprite. Fan bros. Hey, hey, hey.